0: Hey there, folks. This is Toph and Alan, host of Comedy about the Pubs. Cat Do you me. The pub is fake. The guests are real. Virtual, but real. Here we are in the uh, Etherverse. I'm here with my producer, Darcy Finder. How are you, sir? I'm great, Todd. Uh, we are joined by, let's say this, podcasting pioneer... I think we can say in the same way that, you know, we pioneer. We, I always say it's like, oh, yeah, we kind of pioneered you know, podcasting in, in Canada in that you go to Black Creek Pioneer Village and you go, oh, yeah, look at them churning butter there. Yeah, you can get it in stores now. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, uh, the creator of his uh, third comedy album, Hinged, uh, John Fish joins us. How are you, sir?
1: I'm very good. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Uh,
0: it is a pleasure finally getting to to meet you. And I, by the way, I'm positive I have been on the same stage with you at, at Laugh Resort. I'm positive of it. Um, really? Okay. Yeah, I am. Because I, as 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 soon as I saw you, I was like, God damn it! I bet you, yes. Um, and it was probably like an open spot, and I would have sucked. And it's you know, I would be completely immemorable. <laughs> Um Not unlike today. Um, obviously, we talk about your Picture album. Picture This it's, with hair. Yes. That's, <laughs> yes. Ditto. Um, nice.
2: And Todd wouldn't have had the beard I
0: Yes think. I would not have had the beard It would have been Do, do I look familiar now John Is that okay. Yeah real
2: familiar real familiar?
0: <laughs> that did not sound creepy at all uh, <laughs> We talk We talk uh, politics And finally stop uh, <laughs> We talk um, We talk about the Boston comedy scene we talk about um, uh, COVID and all the protocols we talk about. Yes, the Red Sox. Um, and also, Florida comedy. Is there? We t- we answer that question. Um, <laughs> John, uh, you are welcome back anytime. Thank you so much for being on here.
1: All right. Thanks all for
0: right. having me, guys. Uh, best of luck with the new child, the wife, the move that you have in two weeks. Um, Ladies and gentlemen oh, Enough of my uh, rambling on Here he is Here's Darcy Here's John Here's me And here's the music That starts the whole damn thing uh, I, I tell you are from Boston? I am from Boston Yeah? Yeah, what, uh, yeah. What, what, what part of Boston?
1: I am from Newton, Massachusetts Okay uh lived in Jamaica Plain and Brookline. Okay. my day. Yeah. And uh... I remember that guy up in, uh, there was a guy up in Toronto who had the. Uh, a blanket on his name. I think his name was Jim, but I, I don't know. I forget. He, he had a little club where he would always try to throw in some Jay's tickets to the gig because it wasn't that well paid.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, do you, was the guy's name Jim? Is that what you think?
1: I think so, yeah. Yeah,
0: so that would have been the Laugh Resort. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah.
1: That sounds right.
0: Right. Laugh Resort, playing on the phrase, last resort. <laughs> no reason there. And, uh, yeah, Jim kind of went away. Let's put it that way. Yeah. 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 He kind of went away. And I've had uh, comedians older uh, than I rush uh, hastily to his defense. Uh, in oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. And uh, you know, and then when I look at them, it's like, yeah, you shouldn't be dating your students. Okay, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's for that's for the Patreon people right there. That's there you go, a Patreon. Um, that's where I first saw you perform, Todd. You saw me at the, sure at, the, was... at the at the Laugh Resort.
2: Pretty sure. Uh,
0: yeah. Now, would that would have been on Lombard
2: uh, King Street, right?
0: E, okay, no. So King Street, it was in the hotel is in the hotel basement.
2: Yeah, that's the one. Yeah.
0: So so John, which do you prefer John or Johnny
1: John is fine John Yeah, is fine. i Johnny became a email and sports thing, okay, that sort of caught on all right and, yeah. and you've always been John, yeah right, yeah, yeah, right. parents call me Jonathan,
0: so okay, when you're in trouble,
1: <laughs> yeah. If you want to reprimand me yes. at all during this podcast
0: Jonathan Alphonse Fish Get in here I am assuming Alphonse <laughs> is your middle name Are you, okay Not not to get uh, uh, Not to get location heavy But are you, uh, are you broadcasting from the bedroom?
1: I am nice. Are we podcasting yet? Pardon me? Oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've
0: been podcasting for ages um, We just do the video feed for um, For Patreon And I have to say you are the most relaxed guest We've had in a long while um <laughs> certainly, you know, having the the bedroom there helps, but the the other end of this is like after 2 years of covid, uh almost. Um I think everyone's like, fuck it, we'll do it in the bedroom. Yeah. That's where we live now.
1: No, I've been doing all of my Zoom shows pretty much from here. Mm-hmm. Uh we have an 825 square foot apartment. Nice. Um and my wife is working from home uh-huh. in the live in the in the in the room yes <laughs> the yes. main room The other room <laughs> is everything <laughs> uh so yeah i it, i sort of been uh hiding out in here right now where and we have a baby yeah oh congratulations just, she just yelled in thank you <laughs> i love that you are moving we two weeks so oh, good okay we're gonna get some actual space yeah i uh
0: so so where is here now where are you located exactly
1: we are in astoria queens okay in new york city Mm -hmm. and uh we're moving over uh to the other side of manhattan to new jersey beauty what
0: what part of new jersey
1: montclair i know
0: of it i i i couldn't put anything else where is montclair where is that
1: it's like it's just right over uh on the other side Uh, bridge access have you got uh, bridge Bridge exit? or tunnel, yep. Okay. Or it's, uh, it's, we're moving right to a train stop too. So it's like these new apartment buildings that are like right on the train stops okay. are popping up all over Jersey. Mm-hmm. So we looked at about, I don't know, four or five of those and uh, landed here because this one has a pool. Oh, sweet.
2: Yeah. yeah. My wife and I just finished binge watching that. The Sopranos. So which character was killed? Oh, yeah. Where are you going to live? Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, uh, I only remember one. Well, it's funny because I whenever I think of Sopranos, I think of uh, Frank Santarelli, comedian out of Boston. Uh,
2: yes. Because
1: he had a role in that. <laughs> yeah. Which one was he Frank Santarelli? Uh, he was I, I think it was the bartender um, or the bouncer that got. Uh, can you swear here?
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck oh, yeah. Oh, that
1: got the guy shit kicked out of him. Yes. Uh, at the bar. Yeah. Yes.
0: Uh, yeah. So for uh for the Patreon people and for you, we'll just uh, share this right now, just so we can see this. Uh, yeah, here he is. There, there he is in all of his glory. Ah, there here he is. Yeah. Look, Frank. At that. look at that piece oh, of the meat. Best. Look at that. He God, he, so he played such a great dummy. What One was... of my
1: favorite stories of of that I heard about him saying is like a recently. You know he's a fantastic comic, been a comic okay. for probably thirty plus years, sure. And like a show was like, we'd really love to have you on the show, but could you come up with some new material? And he was like, "It's called a comedy routine."
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is the that Frank, is Frank Frank folklore right there. Uh huh.
0: What's uh who was yeah. who was the first comic that dispelled that myth for you? when you realized oh it is not made up on like like when you had the opportunity to see like the same comic either months later or like even in the same weekend where you go or the same night you go in like a friday go
1: oh shit this is the same uh Uh, well i took a workshop as i was starting so i think you know i was already had that I was already clued into that. Okay. Before I started seeing everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was more when you would see the people that like um, came up with new material. Right. It was like, oh, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. You hate those guys. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I started in Boston, they had, there was all these like legendary comics there, like Kenny Rogerson, mm-hmm. Don Gavin, Steve Sweeney, mm-hmm. Kevin Knox. Um, Lenny was in LA, but Lenny Clark right. later came back and obviously before that, but mm-hmm. right when I started, I, I wasn't seeing him all the time. Um, but then, uh, and there was these two guys that weren't, that kind of were in the, the next class, I guess. of mm-hmm. like, or three guys, Jimmy Dunn, yep. Robbie Prince mm-hmm. and Paul Nardizzi. Okay. And they were like the guys that I worked with a lot and then, um, and then right above me, like three to five years ahead of me were Goleman, mm-hmm. Gary Goldman, and Dwayne Perkins. Right. Mm. And so that like, I would learn from these like, you know, mainstay mm-hmm. uh, Boston headliners, like that first round of guys, right. Just like how to destroy a room. And then you learn from that next round of guys, like they were still kind of like, you know, writing a lot of new, newer material uh-huh. and like kind of still killing and like, like I saw them like doing different things in different rooms, and then, um, and then I saw Goldman and Dwayne Perkins, who are just like in another class all by yeah. themselves, like really just kind of that's they they were starting to go to Montreal and mm-hmm. getting their ter- first TV sets and stuff like that. So it was kind of exciting to watch it all there.
0: Yeah, Perkins. It, so there's three things that you mentioned there that, that that kind of fascinate fascinate me. One, the Boston scene as a whole. As a, yeah. as, a, as a whole the Boston and I was I was tipped to it from the from the documentary uh when stand-up stood out and yep. seeing sort of like the people that i I only sort of knew cursorily uh like from like whenever I would see them on, on like do late night spots or um uh evening at the improv or something like that like like i just or like when when I was kind of growing up and realizing that oh I really like stand-up comedy I was taping everything so i would get to see these guys kind of like all over the place and lenny clark is just christ like just like yeah. him and uh and 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 kenny um i always screw up kenny's last name because there's a kenny robinson in canada who destroys rooms and yeah. it's kenny rogerson is that right Did i got that kenny right rogerson, yeah. Kenny rogerson yeah rogerson yeah um uh again destroys rooms and then there's like like that that second tier of like Um, like, you know, Marin and Garofalo and sort of like those people that kind of came in and then just on his own, Gullman is just a case study onto itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, it's, 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 it's funny seeing him like sort of like, it's a weird juxtaposition where you have like these destroyers of rooms, like go up, like, 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 like Lenny Clark and, um. Uh oh, the guy who just passed away recently, um, Evan Knox. Uh, no, um, Barry Crimmins. Oh yeah, Barry Crimmins, uh, who I had the pleasure of meeting very briefly. Uh, and you just his documentary is. Have you seen his doc?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: It's incredible. And like when you, like yeah, just seeing seeing how intertwined he and all the other comics were to that scene was just. Yeah, wonderful.
1: He was pretty much responsible for that ding ho yeah. that started a lot of those guys, like Stephen mm-hmm. Wright. And yeah,
0: it's it's so weird thinking. Like, have you ever run a room yourself? Have you ever like, oh, this is how I'm gonna gonna do things? And
1: no, I I, th- I helped someone do a room for like a few months once. Um, but what do you, what are you <laughs> what are you curious about? Like
0: <laughs> the because I I have run a few. over the course and i never really thought of like 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 i sort of came into stand-up kind of in the in the mid to late 80s when i when i first started and so it seemed very well established at that point like up here we had yuck yucks and it was a franchise system and that sort of thing and it wasn't until i moved to toronto in the 90s and then picking it up kind of post 2000 where i went well i don't have anything there's no place for me to go we weren't really into a boom yet again. So I'm like, well, I better put together a room. Uh, hmm. and. I, I, what, what surprises me about the ding ho is just being able to go, here's a Chinese restaurant. Let's do something here. I'm like, that doesn't make sense to me. Cause I, I would have yeah. thought at that point, like, I just had it in my head, this kind of vision of like stand up was always here and it just appeared yeah. and there were clubs as opposed to like picturing Barry going, I need to do some fucking rooms and, like, yeah. and have him yeah. doing that. Right. Yeah. And just, just that sparking everything that happened. Like when Lenny Clark does that that description of like doing eight rooms in a night of bam yeah, yeah. Bam, bam 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 what is yeah. a, that that's the thing that's like like when you when you were in the boston scene what was it about that, that that you were that had sort of that flexibility of being able to go and and do the rooms because it
1: well um, when i started it kind of lost that thing like those guys would tell me that like they would be at nick's a okay. comedy stop for instance, right. and they would be, they could do six shows under one roof. Like right. there was like an upstairs and a downstairs and they would like open upstairs, go down in middle and then come mm-hmm. back and close the, the next one. Right. up the, You know, like that kind of thing. There, there was that, that frenzy was over when I started um, in the like basically 98, 99. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I did see as far as like, what was really good about starting in Boston was there was rick jenkins had the comedy studio in a chinese restaurant uh-huh. um, for a very long time it's it's moved around it's bounced around lately and i think he found a new home back in harvard square which is great um but uh that was sort of like the experimental uh dare i say alternative room right um and then there was like the comedy connection which was like the seven night a week place downtown and then there was like dick doherty had the comedy vault which was like sort of the open mic place right and then there was a few other rooms there was like the grill mm-hmm. in, in, in another suburb that had a few different rooms that you either work for one person or the other with dick doherty or that whatever it was there was like these real kind of just you know suburban paid rooms where you had to go do a good job and then these experimental rooms and then these like and i just remember there was you would watch like someone like Gary or Tony V. I can't believe I didn't oh, mention Tony v. The other yeah, yeah, yeah. run of comics like Tony V that could do them all. Right. It was so, um, you know, funny to watch, um, a comic that you saw like do so well in one room and then just, uh, you know, like they're not even doing comedy in another room, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, and I just so my thing was always like, uh, you know, and they're they're just obviously like, you know, there's going to be comics that, you know, that's just a different conversation between, mm-hmm. um, you know, alternative comedy and mainstream comedy club right. comedies. But what I was doing, I wanted to do it like Tony and Gary and Dwayne, where they could do all the different rooms, right. like they could go into any literally any room and do comedy. Mm-hmm. Dana Gould um, was the same story. So that sort, was interesting. Same sort of way. Yeah, I have Dana Gould was like that.
0: Yeah, he 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 could pretty much do like the improv as well as like Dynasty Typewriter or Meltdown or, or anything like that. He was able to kind of yeah. translate across those two. And I'm like you. I was like, and and I I feel I have su- I you know limited success in this where I I'm like I don't see it as an alternative room or a mainstream room. I just see it as a room. And I think right. Uh, I think it's, it's, it behooves us as, as comics to not pigeonhole yourself. I'm not saying that you shouldn't, uh, I'm not saying that you have to be able to crush every room and if you can't, it's your fault. It's like, no, yeah, no, I, I hate comics that do that. Like where you, that go, uh, oh, you should be able to do any room. Oh, really? Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Should be able to, so you would go watch Jeff Dunham and have a good time. You would do that, <laughs> right? You'd like to see Rob Delaney not tweet. That would work for you. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it in the least. Um, so, uh, so, uh, so, how long were you in the, in the Boston scene before you moved out? Like, did you go directly to New York? I or, like, it was, there, was the path for
1: you? Was Talking about somebody recently, I think like the 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 right amount of time. For, <laughs> it was like three and a half years. Yeah, we were. We were oh, I was talking to on the Mike Kaplan's podcast, just talking about like how you know you don't want to get to to be where you're so ingrained and you're kind of making a living that it's hard to go tuck your tails between your legs tuck right. your tail between your legs in the new market so mm-hmm. i think i was like right at that point where i think i was just opening rooms in boston right and then as soon as i moved you know i could come back and feature yep because it wouldn't be worth it to come back to not free. so i wasn't like headlining or something sure. like that in boston you know and uh yeah, about three and a half years, but it was like I had three and a half years experience, but they in New York they grouped me with new comics, right? So it 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 helped and it hurt. Like you were mm-hmm. like, but I've been doing this, but also, oh, you're really good for new. You yes, know?
2: <laughs> yes. It's like your college credits don't transfer over. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> everyone, everyone I have talked to that that moves to New York to L.A. or whatever, it's. Starting from zero and that zero start is how long you stay at that zero start depends upon how good you did in the previous venue. And so hmm. like, you know, if you, if like, if, if you had, had really, it really kind of forces you to look in the mirror and go, okay, what's, what's the comedy I'm doing? And being able to immediately get into the new space, whether it's New York or LA, and translate it quickly, and still be true to yourself, to be able to move that. And again, this sure. is—I have not done it myself, so I can—I can only speak to you know, sort of like what my friends and uh, who have yeah. been successful down there have. Like, everyone has that that thing where they just go, "Yeah, you're starting over." Like it's just like, um, <laughs> did, 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 have you run into uh, Nathan McIntosh?
1: Sure, uh, down we yeah. live in the same neighborhood. Oh really? Okay, so it... for two more weeks. Oh yes, exactly. <laughs> oh. It's funny actually when we were talking about the the laugh. What did you, what was it? The laugh resort. Oh, the laugh resort. Yeah, he claims like before he even started doing comedy that he saw me up there. Okay. Um, headlining, yelling. Sure. He's like, no, you were yelling. You were yelling for uh-huh. 45 minutes. I don't know what weekend I saw you during, uh-huh. what was going on in your life, but you were yelling. Okay. And I was like, I don't think I would have I remember like trying to start to um record my first album then. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know if I'd be trying something new. Maybe, <laughs> maybe this was a different time <laughs> for that. But yeah, he because I was selling t shirts at the time. That's why sure. I knew because I think I went up there twice to that mm-hmm. guy's room. And this one, he bought a t-shirt. So that was when I was doing the okay. album. All right. <laughs> yeah. But he's amazing. He's fantastic. Nathan now, He is... is somebody that I, um, you know, y- you watch these guys that have a lot of energy and, like, they could rest on that. Mm-hmm. But th- this is a guy that still, like, goes in and writes material. So he's, like, just, you know. Yeah. he's a powerhouse he
2: is he, but he was obviously influenced by your yelling though absolutely like I, can, I, can, I can see that <laughs> like
0: i had a i had a 10 minute conversation with him back in 2005 my ears are still ringing <laughs> come on todd what is going on how come you're gotten what's with the hat
1: okay <laughs> well, uh, we actually have a connection i guess the boston nova yes. scotia connection yes that i didn't know about until he told me with like you know boston was good to nova scotia back when there was mm-hmm. like an explosion yes. and nova scotia and the funniest thing is what he told me he's like we uh we send you as a thank you we send you a, the christmas tree every year that you yeah. put i don't know where you put it downtown <laughs> at, at dane cook's house i don't know where you put it <laughs>
0: i just there would be nothing more boston than if it, oh yeah thanks for the treat put it with the other ones like it just the, okay <laughs> thank you very nice thanks <laughs> very good um yeah nathan is 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 uh every time that i've worked with him it's just been a fun time just been so yeah. so great to uh, to work with he doesn't get up here, uh, up here that often um so you know when we when we do see him it's a treat but um, do you, yeah. do you, uh, before COVID, what was sort of like your, your travel circuit for, and obviously now that you have a child,
1: that's gonna yeah. be You're right. It's, uh, it's a, it's a real, it's a, it's been a wishy washy couple years. Um, <laughs> it's been weird cause why? like, why? What happened, John? Yeah. Like we started, uh, I don't know, some, some bug. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I hear it's no worse than the flu. I don't know what the big deal is. I hear, honestly, if you <laughs> yeah, have a little been, bit of veterinary horse every pace,
1: every right. area of my world has been rocked. Um, but uh, I guess before it all, I was probably getting out about a you know a, a week or two mm-hmm. on the road and um, hammering it out in the city. Right. The other couple of weeks, but you know there'd be some months where I was gone every weekend, and some mm. months you know summer months kind of dry up, and I was in the city a little bit more, but. Um. yeah we hit, we hit we hit Zoomland pretty hard for a little mm-hmm. bit and then last summer when I recorded my new album mm-hmm. it felt like things were like opening up I had some road dates I was out and um, yeah and then this like right after I was like where mm-hmm. was I? I was at the Borgata mm-hmm. and I had um, something in Detroit and uh, Cleveland all within a few weeks and i was like oh this is this is going we're going and then right after like my january it was just like okay right yeah we
0: um so we're suffering the same fate uh darcy and i are actually in different cities he's in toronto okay uh where you where you've been is that the only canadian city you've been to
1: no i did uh you know montreal, montreal yeah. ottawa and uh and uh toronto pretty regularly okay. and then i I hit Kingston once for that absolute room. Oh yeah, there. yeah. Is that still there? Oh yeah, it's still, still there.
0: I I recorded both my yeah. albums there.
1: Nice. Yeah.
0: Uh, I actually grew up in that in in that area of the of the, of the okay. province. I I lived about twenty. I feel like outside. I did too
1: with the suburban house they put you up in. Yes, <laughs>
0: with that back room. <laughs> that's like uh, we realize <laughs> there's nothing to do here. Play some pool. You know, it's uh, – for, for the listener doesn't know, the, the condo in, in Kingston – and by the way, it's unfair for me to say there's nothing doing in Kingston. It, what, what does hurt is that if you showed up without a, a vehicle, you're kind of pooched. Yeah. Because the transit system is not that great, so you're constantly paying for cabs or Ubers to go – at least the, the grocery store is walking distance. But it's kind of like for – okay, local reference for the people in, in the 613. It's out on Princess and, and, and Sir John A., and downtown is like a good 45 minute walk if you're, if, if you're strolling. So it's, it's a bit. Um, yeah. so they have this, what used to, you know, what that, that room used to be is a, is an indoor swimming pool. Oh, really? That's what that thing used to be. So there, the, the condo is where all the kind of comics live in this kind of like, you know, split level house. And it's got this pathway underground. And then you emerge into what used to be an indoor swimming pool. And they've concreted it all over. And now it's like this playroom where they have like a full size snooker table. Um, and usually it's the f- post Friday night show where everyone's kind of getting loopy and they go, let's play, let's play snooker for like eight hours. And do you know the rules? No, <laughs> fuck it. Let's just go. It's, ba- it doubles as a soccer field effectively um and they've got shuffleboard uh, uh bubble hockey and sort of like all these different kind of game areas um and a tape deck that has nothing i would have preferred Haggard. the pool yeah yeah <laughs> right <laughs> um so uh yeah it's a it's a it's a fun area but like we suffered the same sort of thing like in darcy's in toronto i'm here in ottawa um and in terms of shows and being able to perform, we have, I am back on Zoom because uh, our uh, provincial leader is, what do we say on the on the uh, podcast, Darcy? He is a... I can't say I'm that. I'm
2: going
0: oh, okay. C-word. Uh, no, boob. He's a boob is, oh, okay. is, is what he is. Um, uh,
2: C-word, a, that's what I was thinking.
0: He's <laughs> also a bit of a C-word, but no, I, I I tend to, you know, just in case we have children viewing. Uh, boob. Um... So now we're in shut uh, shutdown again. So there's, there's, there's no clubs go. And that's what I hate about this whole thing is like, okay, things are coming back. Like, and then the rug is pulled out again. And you just, God yeah. damn it. We can't
1: do anything. We're lucky in the city. Like we still have, like the clubs are still, they're still open, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, like a uh, couple of places where vaccination, like before it was a mandate, um, you know, the crowds aren't as big. And right. Um, definitely with this latest variant it was like as soon as i hosted a show i'm pretty sure i got it when i hosted oh, a show shit. like it was okay when i like banged in to do a set and left but i think the one night i hosted a show and i was just sitting in the venue yes. all night yeah is when it, this one was yeah so it's definitely um you know i was working with uh tom papa last week I was, oh, so shit. his shows were sold out he was doing a theater shows yeah in um in new jersey and two like 600 seat shows sold Mm -hmm. out and he was saying like he's predicting that in like two weeks this one's gonna die down so I try to get my info from him rather than Fauci (laughs) Tom Papa
2: man on the street (laughs) watching the the football on the weekend is crazy to see everyone there I know it's outdoors but they're all screaming into each other's faces no matter unbelievable right
1: well that was the thing i remember like right when um right like yeah i think I, I did a few road weekends right in june and may like i said like right when things were starting to open up a little bit but i went down to key west to do some shows right. and they like it was like if you wore a mask they looked at you yes. like you had something right like, they didn't you know so certain places And I'm going to guess football stadiums is is one of them. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They don't care. Yeah.
0: See, as a Bears fan, I don't have that problem. There you go. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, first of all, there's no screaming. If you can catch, (laughs) if you can catch Omicron from just a, uh, well then, yes, (laughs) the entire city of Chicago is fucked. Um, The, what was, uh, what was going down to, to Key West like, like, like.
1: You know, I hadn't been there and so I'd only been there once on like a like a many years ago with my brother. We just kind of did a a trip. And um, so I had this image in my head and it was pretty much the same. (laughs) Just, just, uh, you know, I'm not a big drinker anymore specifically. And uh, it's just a boozy, boozy Mm -hmm. town. Like, like I I remember looking at my friend and I was like, you can really like I've never seen like like three generations in a family like getting carried home together right you know what i mean yeah it was just like a mom a sister <laughs> a, dad, a grandpa like right. just everybody is drinking. slung over and the shoulder uh, yeah yeah like i would do road we i've started drinking even less since we've had the baby but um you know i would do a road weekend like up in in in, in montreal at, at um at jimbo's back in the day or at uh david's room now mm-hmm. comedy nest um And, you know, maybe on the last night, have a glass of wine or something like that. And that sort of was like my thing, like how Jews want uh, uh, Chinese food on Christmas Eve. It's like (laughs) just sort of a routine. Yes. People were so drunk down there. I didn't want anything to do with a beer. Like, I didn't even want to be around the bars. They were so sloppy. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, but take that out of it. And there was it was cool because I have a friend that I started with, James Patterson, not the author. Right. who was down there for about a year now i think he just left or is just leaving um but he was helping to book the place and stuff so he brought me down and just hanging out with him and catching up And just like any road thing like if you have someone that you want to talk to right it changes the whole dynamic of the weekend the guy who runs the room this guy tom dustin is like a great dude i know tom boston guy originally tom yeah been,
0: he's been on the show he,
1: Yep. Yeah, Christ. Okay. And just a like, just a fun dude, uh-huh. um, and a great dude, and uh, but James and I, like, I went to the Hemingway estate, and I went, you know, we went to a couple different restaurants that were cool, and we just had a nice weekend, um, and the shows. I don't know about you guys, but like, I was working towards my album recording, and um, it feels a little. There's the tinge of stressfulness of it, but I also feel the most productive when I'm working towards something. Right. So it was like the shows, like I was, you know, it didn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's going to be crowded or not crowded or like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm putting everything into it and I'm like, you know, there's that prep time I'm, I'm doing and it's not just going through the motions. Like I'm really into it. So it was a good, it was a fun weekend overall.
0: Mm -hmm. I am, I, I am exactly like you. Like if I have a, this is the deadline, and I have to meet it, I'm very much that. If I've got a yeah. thing that is just like, uh, you can tell the projects, uh, I have that are like the, I, it can get done whenever by the amount of cobwebs that have been built up right. metaphorically and physically on the right. thing. You know, it's I, yeah. like, you know, there, there's notebooks upstairs. Like I should get to that. And there's like a skeleton curled up, you know, with yeah. a pen in its hand. <laughs> it's the worst. Um, what uh how did you find uh I, I can tell you this was my first experience in in um in Florida it was in Fort Myers, and I was doing research before I was going down there before I, you know i wanted to want to figure out what what we were and I saw, oh, it's a swing state, right you know electorally politically that's kind of where they are so it's, it's a it's a swing state so i I thought to myself stupidly, oh that means basically half the room will be one side half will be the other there and you know they'll chide each other good naturedly <laughs> it will be like that and this was uh just after um obama got inaugurated and uh so I've, I've got kind of like all this material that you know like was kind of sourced from just live facebook posting like the inauguration and uh uh, I worked it out in the rooms and it was working really well up here as it would because we're so distanced from American politics. It doesn't impact us on a daily basis. And so I get down to Fort Myers and my first tell Yet you all
1: know more than we do. And it uh, impacts us on a daily basis. Uh,
0: <laughs> OK, here's the thing. There was a four year period. There was a four-year period where I was angry about the fact that I knew who the minister of education or the uh, secretary of education was in the U.S. Yeah, no previous administration did I give a rat's. Who is it now? Okay, couldn't tell you,
1: but I knew Betsy fucking DeVos. Canadians were more knowledgeable (laughs) about our stuff.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. (laughs) We we took a very (laughs) vested interest for four years there. We took a very, very like when when Obama was in, had no idea who his secretary of education was. No idea. Yeah. Right. But then, you know, 18 yacht DeVos shows up. Yeah, you're going to fucking know, you know, (laughs) who it is that's dumbing down the herd. Um, yeah. So I, um, Fort Myers. Yeah, for Fort Myers. So I go down there and this is completely on me. This is completely on me. My first, first tell as I'm taking the, the taxi from the airport to, to the, the hotel where they put you up. I should have known that when I saw the billboards for the same weekend I was performing the gun show maybe read the room a yeah. little right <laughs> and my first night I I get down there and every the the first I'm doing 45 and the first 20 is going fucking fantastic just uh, like, uh, like, I couldn't believe it's it like, oh, they're liking the little Canadian guy and that's fine. And da, da, da. And I just mentioned Obama's name. Just a mention. Their, their leader at the time. I just mentioned his name. Needle drag across the room. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. And I, I went halfway through the bit and I'm like, I got to fucking bail on this. They're now talking to each other. Who's this fucking guy? And it's like, Okay, let's go dirty. Let's kind of get yeah. the back. You know, nothing, nothing. Yeah. I got lit and then the MC went up and had to do like five minutes to close off the show. It was <laughs> fucking brutal.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like a trigger word now where you can't even say words. Yeah. It just shuts people off, yes. you know, from anything from like the word gay to. Uh-huh the name of a politician right because i had a very similar thing right after trump got elected where i was you know just tweeting as you do and it was venting and then bring and then like kind of making it stage worthy and just doing these jokes in the city for a couple weeks and then i was going up to albany Mm -hmm. and uh i think i was doing like a like a like a private or something sure and i'll never i remember like having the stuff on my set list and thinking yeah let's do this and then someone said uh, ah sorry it's not more crowded uh uh deer season opens tomorrow sure. so a lot of people are getting... and yes. i was like okay okay all right let's uh let's kind of and i remember like like kind of weaving my way through it on the off the cuff of uh-huh. what i which ones i could say and which and and definitely bailing <laughs> at some point on it but and just kind of learning like yeah yeah like that political stuff is so dicey unless you are a political comedian right and that's your thing like my five minutes on it that can ruin my Uh night yes i don't because it's like i i guess like up there i'm pissing people off like Mm -hmm. on the road or something or in in certain places and then in the city it's like is it funny or am i just preaching to the choir sure no i'm you know
0: i i'm totally with you like here's like i when, when I'm doing writing, because we live in the world that we live in right now, it is so hard not to write about the thing that's on your mind, which is going to be COVID. It's going to be politics, it's going to be climate change. It's, it's, you know, uh, you know, you know, trans rights, racism, black, like all those things, because they're front and center sure. are, go- are going to cloud the pen. And they're gonna and and like I've noticed, and so I've had to make deals with myself of like you can write your Doug Ford joke, but you have to write five minutes on your dog now. Do that, (laughs) you know. Do things about shopping. The old Bill Hicks thing. Yeah, one for me, one for you. One for me, one for you. Like I just like, (laughs) but it's so hard. I I'm now at a point where I I I write about the things I want to write about, and it's like I. I got, I, I, did this, I did this set recently and it was obviously when, when things were open and I didn't realize that it was so, cause I, I, a friend of mine who was a mentor when I was starting out, uh, we were both on the same show and so it was just an, it's nice having one of these guys in the room with you because we're both sort of, we both sort of like grew up and stuff like that and he, he paid me the nicest compliment of that. The, uh, the, the stuff I was doing was, is, uh, anti, it was about anti-vaxxers and getting vaccinated and stuff like that. And, uh, the fact that I just called them out in the room and he went, that's a really brave choice. And I was like, I don't, and I thought about it more recently. It's like, I don't mind doing that material because A, it's front of mind and B, it's, it's something I believe in. Get vaccinated, you fucking idiots. Um, but I, I kind of wish they were in the room to witness it. Because they're the fucking reason that I have to perform behind plexiglass to a half-filled room. They're the reason I have to do fucking Zoom shows and pretend that I like it. Like it's them, and I just I I, he's like, oh, you really kind of took him down. It's like, well, that's what I fucking feel like now, and that's where that's where this lives. I I don't know, I don't know how old you are, John, but I've hit an age right now. It's like fuck it, I'm talking about it, and I don't care.
1: There you go, yeah, right? Yeah, I was just in a podcast uh, zone of uh, where um, they are on that side of things. So okay. it was. It was it You're was on Joe Rogan, me. I, mean, I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a couple. of... Well, I I tweeted this because I ran into an old comedian friend who asked me if I was boosted, uh-huh. and I was like, yeah. And how about you? And then he said, Well, I I prefer not to share my vaccination. So status. no. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well. First of all, you don't get to do that. You can't ask me and then not answer. Right. Second of all, you just shared it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You don't. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, it's like. um... I I wouldn't describe that play as Chekhovian subtext. I'm pretty.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It was just so odd. Like, why would you ask me that if you didn't want to talk about it? Right. uh, it felt like very baiting. You know, I felt like he wanted me to get into something with him. And I was like,
0: sure. Mm No. Last, yeah. last season found out one of my, one of my friends that I love and respect. We had her on the show and we get to the, the vax question, which I thought was just, you know, it's just kind of rudimentary. It's like a box tick. Yeah. And she went, nope. And I went, okay, moving on, moving on. I wish you the best of luck. I'm glad we're doing this over Zoom. I'm glad, I'm glad because <laughs> I don't need your infected ass in here. Um, I just, I, I don't. We'll get out of this. Like, we'll get out of this. We have to, right? It's just, it, it, there's nothing like something like this that exposes the cracks in your system, right? And so you have a choice of either expand the cracks or fix them. And I don't know. I hope, I hope. And you saw a
1: lot of it with the, just the things that you were just mentioning with like Black Lives Matter and, um, You know, just, you know, when Trump got elected, just, you know, I'm Facebook friends with a lot of people Mm -hmm. that said the things that other comics have jokes about that you're like, how can anyone think that? And then you're like, oh, this is a person that I know I've probably had meals with. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of saying that and they just don't. That's just they're in their world. And so just as that's what I try to remember is like as as confident as I am in what I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. they're the same they're the same on what they're thinking, and it's not that it's not necessarily right or wrong, even though we think it is, but it's it's our right and wrong. but okay,
0: I agree to that I agree with that to a point. <laughs> I agree with that to a point, right? But the one side is based on science
1: and empathy.: Yeah, but they think that we're just as dumb as they think that our uh, that your reasons for doing what right. you're doing. For some reason they just they, they are just as how are we thinking this as
2: we are about them. Yes, so because they're you know... fucking stupid, John. That's <laughs> why.
0: Okay? When I mean, I, I will see s- that,
2: that's the that is convincing nobody, right? Like if you you can either say okay, they're just stupid and you that that's just the way it's always going to be and there's no point having discourse. I agree. But you definitely can't get somebody on your side by saying, "Look, moron."
0: Right. Okay. So. Okay. So. <laughs> Here's when, why you're wrong? So right. So when I'm sta- that when is I'm not talking, the way to start things. I get it, Darcy. But when the, I'm I'm talking to the guy with the "fuck your feelings" T-shirt, we're already not really on the same level. And 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 when I say they're fucking stupid, I mean it in the nicest way because. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, the guys that I knew that went to that, that I went to high school with that are on Facebook that, you know, I will sometimes like, you know, how when women on Instagram create the thirst trap for 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 guys, Um, I sometimes will create the rage trap of just like trans lives matter or something like that. You know, just like, you know, it's like yeah. when the high school guys are like, oh, I'm going to get you. Um my favorite thing is like uh, is, is the argument is like, "Well, I'm going to do my own research on it." Really? Really? The the type of research you could have done in high school to get a better grade instead of failing out, you fucking idiot. Now you're just going to take So long as it's a meme, I get it now. Okay.
1: Okay. I just You know who I love watching is that Jordan, is it Klepper or Clemper? He's no. he he I think he had a show or and he was a a daily show correspondent but okay. he just he goes to trump rallies he goes to these things right. and he just sort of like interviews people and yes just, the hypocrisy is just like laid out uh uh-huh. couldn't you couldn't write a better sketch than what this right. guy is living uh uh-huh. when he's talking to these people that reminded me of it like one my favorite one was if you scroll through his tiktok or maybe his instagram too was where he they're talking about like some transcript and he's just talking to all these people they're like so have you read the transcript? Well, I don't have time to read the transcript. Right. But you're saying you should read the transcript. Don't be a sheep. Yeah, you should read the transcript for yourself, yes. for sure. Absolutely. But just to be clear, you haven't read it. Right. right. But you should. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's just, it's so, everyone is just so yeah. like, and that's what it is. Like, I mean, that might be the only thing that you could do yeah. is to show a person their argument to themselves. Right. Like, the, let them watch themselves. But but there was the holes in their argument.
0: If it's the same guy, I think my favorite one was like, how come Obama didn't stop 9/11? I think that's a good question right. we should yes, ask. that's him. That's right. him. Yeah, okay.
1: Where was where was Obama on 9/11? The <laughs> exactly. guy was like said something like, well, I think that's something we need to get to the bottom of. Yeah, exactly. How about fucking Chicago? <laughs> I would Chicago?
0: like to know that too. How about that? That's where he was. <laughs> fucking Chicago. <laughs> um i so i i agree with you and it's like but i th- i think we've hit a standstill because like when joe rogan had the guy on his podcast that went no that's not true that's not true and then they brought up yeah you know actual articles his first thing is like well what's the source on that it's like well, who the fucking source yeah so now you're gonna discredit anything that doesn't <laughs> come into your own right you, yeah right yeah where john we're fucked we're
2: fucked (laughs) what we don't do what we don't do and what all these things like all these barriers go up immediately because it is so right now it's it is not valued to change your opinion correct you've got to be right yes instead of being happy yes american history
0: x would have a different ending if it was filmed today it would have a very (laughs) different ending (laughs) There's no, there's fuck no. Fuck your feelings, yeah, yeah. Fuck your feelings. <laughs> uh, I, I, I honestly don't. And, and the, the brutal part is, is um, it's, it's like the hardcore thirty percent that screws you. It's that hardcore thirty percent that is just it, like Aaron. One of the things that I think we have as a saving grace is, is um. Like the, the, the US political system in terms of leadership is basically a light switch. It's either this guy or this guy. Like that's, that's the thing. At least we have sort of like a dimmer switch approach in Canada where we've got five different parties that kind of like, kind of, kind of plot the political spectrum a little bit. Mm -hmm. So it, we, we, it's, it's basically like a, um, Fire hazard warning that you see in rural areas is like, oh, buried into the red. That's where we are now. It's like, and you know, oh, no, you can have a fire. Yeah. That's nice. That's nice. You can have a fire that now.
1: That would that would be better if we had like five legit parties because it would be like, you know, it would be more like sports. Like you can't get too right. cocky because, right. and also, it would feel better to not be the only loser. Right. You wouldn't feel okay. so defensive,
0: uh, not, right? Sure, but not okay. Not not to get you drooling over our system. <laughs> um, when, w- when I say we have five, okay, it is yeah. true. We have five. Um, one party is really just specifically to Quebec. Like it's, it's just Quebec wants to separate and here's those fucking guys. Um, and then the other one is like the alt right party who just recently, um, didn't, uh, vet their name, which is already been taken by a party some 20 years ago in ontario which is actually like a really good one some people party of canada and uh yeah they're not smart people they're, n- eh, n- they're right. right so then it's like liberals conservatives and democrats so that's uh ndp okay yeah so it's we're not quite british where british has like just a fucking tapestry of of parties because anyone who's got ten pounds can you know go. I'm a party now, and <laughs> they do that.
2: Um, but everything would improve with some kind of ranked choice. Right? Correct. I guess I you agree. need more than two parties for that. But yeah, yes. we we end up splitting the vote between the sort of more left leaning side, right? And yes. we end up with more progressives than we mm-hmm. probably should. Yeah. Well, the Uh, best... Just because we can't decide how progressive we all should be. And so... Right. Yeah. But right now we're kind of like... When we say liberal is what? I mean, compared to the states, we're like, I don't know. How left of center are we compared to the US? Would you say, Todd?
0: How left of center compared to the US? What part of the US, I'm going to (laughs) ask. There you go. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and to be fair, like that's that's also a a fair question in Canada. I mean, like for the most part Ontario, yeah, yeah. right? Like Alberta is Canada's Texas, right? Uh but if you look at the numbers, Florida, um it's they're not doing well. Um it, it really depends upon where you are in the in in the country as to as to what it is because we have yeah. basically our central belt which is also very conservative and uh that sort of thing. The the East Coast seems to be more like uh it's a party town, you know, like whatever. Um, I don't know if you have this someone described it to me, to me this way as like cons- we have a conservative movement in, in East Coast Canada, but it's completely divorced from like the nationals. I like it's almost more of a liberal flavor of conservatism over there. By the way, this is comedy about the pub. About comedy all the time. Um,
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, I don't. This isn't my forte. I don't is, know how we got here.
0: No, <laughs> we're just okay. taking off ramp here and start
2: to land I gotta go one, this plane. So yeah, let's
0: let's do this. Yeah, I know. Uh, one thing we should talk about, John, is this fucking album. How about that? Can we do that? Yeah, let's, there we go. Drag the needle. for
1: conservatives. For con- is that
0: the name of it? For conservatives. That's not the title I was That's given. The name. Um, what is it? What is the, name the number of your
1: album? <laughs> It is called Hinged. Hinged. Yeah. So that tells me it's, that uh, this
0: is this is a very progressive. It's like you are not unhinged, you're very put together and I'm well, very hinged
1: well, yeah. it's based on the dating app hinge okay, so my buddy uh Sam Rubinoff, he came to he went on to one show with me in Pennsylvania when I was working things out, so he saw the full hour like working it out, and then when I found out Seinfeld was going to do an opening set on my show what? i told him to bring his girlfriend i was like i couldn't tell him why oh okay but i was like bring your girlfriend like it'll be a good thing you know yeah and he knew he he knew nice. it he he told me later but he picks up on things i remember like before we told anybody we, we sat down in a coffee shop once and i was like kind of like just in a weird place he goes what are you guys pregnant ha So yeah Jeez, yeah we are <laughs> how do you know he just has a sixth sense about things oh, but uh sweet so he saw that and then he saw the finished product that night and he turned to me after the show and he goes, you got to call it Hinged. So he named it. Beautiful. Yeah. So Nice. Yeah. Now, which uh, yeah, yeah. what
0: number of album is this for you now?
1: This is number three. I Beautiful. actually taped both my other ones at Absolute Ottawa. Oh,
0: no way. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yep. A mere 20-minute drive from where I live right now.
1: Oh, nice. Gorgeous. Yeah. Um, one, of the, one of the best clubs ever.
0: Completely completely uh every one of those every one of the clubs has a has a different flavor like ottawa is just like yeah like that every time uh toronto is uh they'll let you fail toronto (laughs) toronto will be like "Mm, that was cool like they like like they tend to they tend to be a little more nerdy about comedy kingston is i remember
1: ottawa with both those recordings i couldn't use the saturday nights right it sounded like a bringer show. Sure. Like I brought, yeah. No, you know, yes. yes. Was, this
2: is a you know. laugh track, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: <laughs> there have been so many nights in, in Ottawa doing a longer set where you do 10 minutes of material in 30. Yeah. You know, like it's just yeah. that, um, uh, but Kingston has its own thing too. Kingston is like a series of small town one nighters over the course of a weekend.
1: That's what I thought. Thank you. That's what Thank I you. thought. Yes. With one through line of, uh, Clamato juice. Correct. In, the, Correct. in the soda gun. I um, was amazed that they had that in the soda gun.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> um, they also, this is my favorite thing. I lo- Trust me, I grew up with these people. I love these people. They're great. They put up with me. No problem. Um, they have no inside voice. They have zero inside voice. <laughs> you're about to roll into the punchline and you I'll have a Keats. Okay, great. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Marvelous. Um so hinged is the album uh, how long how long, the album. how long did it take to to put together
1: I was ready to do it we were supposed to do it the June before everything okay. like like I guess March is when it really exploded and I was supposed to be doing it in June but right. I remember meeting with the laugh button guys mm-hmm. um about it you know uh over the winter and i was like i could do it tonight like that's how like i was like ready to get all that stuff out already right so it was ready so it's like probably half like stuff that i was trying to get rid of like date online dating stuff even combined with half that just like my world just went in you know if you didn't if you didn't see me for a year you would have been like are you the John fish that I knew, like I was right. just like king of online dating. That was like, my, <laughs> all my, my, my friend Ryan used to say that I looked like a day trader with like the different oh, websites sweet. that I had up on my phone. Beautiful. Um, Cause that, that was, I was a single comedian uh-huh. for, for that. And then all of a sudden just like in love, baby mm-hmm. boom.
0: Your, does your wife ever t- keep track of your phone? It's like, okay, what does he got? Uh <laughs> yes Ah. (laughs) (laughs) my wife's the same way she's like you don't have uh you on like my uh, my friend tracker on your phone i'm like nope (laughs) it's like how come (laughs) don't know do you need to know i don't need to know where you are (laughs) what the hell um uh, Johnny, thank you so much for showing. It. Look at yeah, that. I just called you. Jonathan. Yeah. I apologize, John. Me. I apologize, John. Jonathan. Thanks, Jonathan. Um, where, uh, <laughs> where do uh, people find you on the, on the interwebs?
1: On the internet, um, over on the Instagram, I am JD Fish, okay. F-I-S-C-H on Twitter. I am Johnny Fish mm-hmm. and, uh, the specials up on YouTube on the laugh buttons, YouTube channel, but all the links are on all the places. So if you go to either of those yeah. places, you'll, you'll find whatever you need. We will also
0: have links to that in the show notes here. Um, awesome. John, I, I you know what? I feel bad that we didn't even talk about in the tank with Johnny in The In tank, baby. <laughs> that was, that was one. <laughs> Cause Darcy and I were talking about this. It was like, I think there was you, me, Pardo and <laughs> whoever, the guy that allegedly started the whole podcast thing. Um, yeah. And like, like we were kind of floating around out there where it was just like, well, let's talk into a microphone for a bit. like, um, how is Dan Shacky By the way, is
1: he? Uh, is, he's is, good. He's married. Okay. He's, uh, yeah, he's writing a lot. Um, right. and uh, yeah, he's married to a very funny comedian, Ariel Elias. Okay. Um, yeah, they got married over the the quarantine, right. on Zoom.
0: I just, I had it in my head that he hit the bottle hard and, and uh, you know, really made a mess of his life, you know, you know, he's on, out on no, parole. No, that's Dan Allen. Okay, that's Dan Allen. Okay.
1: No. <laughs> Dan, Dan Allen's great, doing great, too. He's, okay. He's not doing comedy anymore, but he's out on Long Island, got right. two beautiful kids, a wife, mm-hmm. ha- happy as could be.
0: Yeah. No, we used to listen to that a lot because, like I say, yeah, yeah, iTunes thanks, had you, me, and Pardo. That was it. That was it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I
1: started putting them back up on my, uh, oh, spiraling up feed awesome so, uh um, yeah, yeah
0: you you may depending upon uh you know the circulation i uh just did a quick search on on uh youtube and i found out there's this guy that takes audio feeds puts them up on his own youtube channel and just puts a graphic of what he's stolen with the disclaimer not my own content my okay fine that's yeah you know, so covered then yeah there's there's us and kindler and that sort of thing. Um, John, thank you so much for showing up. Uh, just hang out for a bit. We'll do the intro and we'll d- take the picture and, sure. and we'll be out of here in like you know four minutes. You got it. Uh, Darcy, where do people find you?
2: Monty and Darcy on
0: Instagram. Yep. And uh, nothing else. Troller. No, that's good. Yeah. Um <laughs> do you find her on Twitter. Ladies and gentlemen, uh you can follow me personally at Hey It's T V A. You can follow this very podcast at C A T P podcast at right folks cat P. Uh in terms of my dates and deets, uh, everything's online right now, including uh the next write em up show, which is uh the end of this month, Friday, January twenty eighth at the Unknown Comedy Club, nine PM. That is all online. Uh make sure you go to unknowncomedyclub.com to grab tickets there. Uh, we're just finalizing the, uh, the, the lineup is all set up. The way it works, John, let me describe this show to you. I host it. Five comics will come to your screens because it's all online now and they do stand-up comedy to you. And while they're doing that, I've got a team of writers writing roast jokes about everything that comic does, says, what their fucking background is, all that. And then uh, I dismiss the comic and I read those, uh, those roast jokes to the camera verbatim, providing anonymity and emotional distance. For the writers, it's the funnest show on the globe. Um, Perfect. go to iTunes. You know the drill or whatever. However, you're listening to this podcast, you know the drill. Five stars talk shit about us in the commentary. Five stars talk shit about us in the commentary. Um, three bucks a month. That's all you need to do to get the video feed to see what, uh, what John and I are, uh, look like. And he's a very handsome man. <laughs> I, I, I could not wait to see this, this gentleman today. Uh, and also you can also see all the, uh, look at that. Look at that unfurled hair. Those locks. That's
1: why I wear a hat. Jesus,
0: buddy. It's too shiny. Yeah, I know. You know. You gotta. Shiny. You you gotta keep those things tucked up under there. That is like. <laughs> that is uh, Fabio Fabio Maine that you got going on right there. Um, as well, you can also see who we Google in terms of other comics. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen. On behalf of John, the no longer Urswell Darcy, and myself, when you listen to Cat P, you're in for a good time. Jimmy, you are always the podcat.
2: Lately, lately.
0: I find I
2: rush Can't piece together the sun and the
0: sky The spots on my face And I must be stuck my feet already I